Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Well, if you've spent thousands of dollars to send you to Switzerland to study hospitality for years, and now you're saying you're not doing it anymore. Why would that be? Well, this was what one of our guests today experienced when he told his parents he wanted to quit his hospitality job and switch career to coding. Mm, I can imagine that a lot of parents would be able to relate to this. You spend thousands of dollars on your kids' education in a particular field, and then they say, you know what, mom, dad, I'm not interested anymore. So it wasn't easy to make the jump for him and many others, especially after spending tens of thousands of dollars on their degrees with a well-charted career path in that field ahead of them. Taking the leap based on a newfound passion can feel like a terrible bet. But was it? And why did he do it? Feng Leung is head of operations at Rocket Academy. It's an education academy that offers online courses on coding. He's joined us on the line now from Hong Kong. Hi, Fung. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today. So we sort of gave our listeners a sneak preview of your story. We want you to go into greater detail. You started off in the hospitality industry. What exactly were you doing there? You were handling, I understand, front-end and back-end roles. Yes, so I did all sorts of roles. I started off in the food and beverage department where I managed multiple outlets, uh, multiple restaurants. Um, and then I transitioned to corporate and I spent my time in the operational finance department where we worked on budgeting and uh, just I guess, financial planning for different projects. Fung, so what happened next? What made you decide to switch gears, switch path and go into coding? Well, then I got in touch with some of our IT personnel and some software engineers for just so happened a project we were working on at the time. And I was really fascinated with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was more fascinated with what they were doing than what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that ultimately, I was daydreaming about it a bit too much and researching on my own a bit too much. I decided, hey, maybe it's a sign. Maybe I should take a leap and just go for it. Actually, what made you want to go into hospitality in the first place if you started to find it even less interesting than what your colleagues were doing? Well, hospitality for me was a interest since I was very young, actually. You know, mm-hmm. it, you call it a misconception, call it, I don't know, whatever you want. But when I was a kid, you know, you go on a holiday and you always think, wow, the hotel is the greatest part of a trip. Yeah. That room service, you know, checking out hotel pool. I wanted that. I wanted life. I want to be part of life and I want to share that experience with others. And that drove me into hospitality. So when you finally decided, okay, I've done this long enough. Now I want to switch gears and go into something else completely. What exactly was going through your mind as you crystallized your reasons for doing so and you concretized your decision? I always thought that there was nothing wrong with learning a new skill. And in fact, if anything, it could have helped me in some way, shape or form in my you know, a regular industry. Um, at that time, I wasn't so sure what it would be yet, but I decided to take that leap in 2019, thinking, hey, you know, if it doesn't work out, I could always come back and return to the industry that I've grown up in. Now, um, this happened in early 2019, and, you know, the hospitality downturn of Hong Kong happened a little earlier than the rest of the world um, mm. with COVID. So nothing drives willpower more than the um, the lack of possibility to fail. Yeah. You know, failure was literally not an option for me at that point. So I put my head into it and I went straight for it. All right. Well, with hospitality, you were dealing with a lot of people. 
both your customers and, you know, within the organization. But in coding, you're mostly talking to computers. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, sorry, actually, uh, that's actually a big misconception. You know, communication okay. is actually such a big part of, you know, software development. You know, you're, you're dealing with different stakeholders, dealing with, well, frankly speaking, other developers as well. That communication of what each person's working on is an integral part of the workflow. So actually, if anything, mm-hmm. even though this is a, quite a overlooked aspect of people, not just on people who are not too familiar with the industry, but people inside or trying to get into the industry as well. Um, honestly, being you know people oriented, being able to speak with others, or having that experience to deal with all these kind of things I've done in my previous job has been the feather in my hat, and has helped me progress my career quite some bit in the software industry world as well. What about other aspects of the learning process? I know that a lot of mid-career switchers and people who are trying to upskill are often intimidated by the idea of switching industries completely and switching job roles completely as well. So what were some of the challenges? It couldn't have been all smooth sailing, right? Oh, it definitely wasn't all smooth sailing. There were a lot of times I thought about uh, dropping. Well, first off, as, you, as I mentioned before, you know, failure wasn't an option for me at the time. Mm. But for me, it was really about finding, you know, a community, you know, a, a support network to drive on. For me at the time, where some of my classmates were going through it with me. So I did have to feel like I was doing it by myself. And that's actually why I joined. Well, I, when I switched, I also joined a boot camp. Um, mm-hmm. at the time in Hong Kong. And I really credit my success, not just on, you know, my instructor, of course, who shared the knowledge with me, but also my peers who pushed me and helped me move along and, you know, drove, drove me to success in that aspect. We're talking to Fung Leung, head of operations in Rocket Academy. So now, Fung, you're paying it forward in some way, being the head of admission and student experience at Leading Coding Boot Camp. So what kind of students are you helping out here? Older ones, younger um, ones, or everyone? Oh, everyone's a really good way to put it. Of course, we have a majority of people coming who are somewhere between their mid-20s to mid-30s after trying out the first career, you know, mm-hmm. just like I did. Um, but it's not uncommon for us to see people ranging to their 40s even come in um, who are looking to make that career switch. So really, if anything, it's proving, you know, age is just a number to try a new skill. Mm. The thing is, you know, the circumstances that lead someone to make a career switch or to gain a new skill, those really matter, don't they? Some people do it voluntarily. As a matter of habit, they're always upskilling, relearning and reskilling. But what about people who have sort of been shoved into that position because of circumstances? You know, they didn't really want to, but, you know, they feel like they have no choice because of the economy or because their job is becoming obsolete. I'm sure that they approach all of this quite differently. What's been your experience with perhaps reluctant learners? Yeah, so we have, of course, of course, that does happen. So actually, what we do at Rocket is we don't just offer the one program. In fact, this is the program I do um, advertise or push to a lot of people because we have a basic program, which is essentially, you know, essentially just to come and try it first. So even if, you know, you're not sure if this is what you want, are you reluctant to do it or based on circumstance, but you want to see what's out there, we have a relatively affordable course to kind of introduce um, the masses to what coding is and to see if this is something they want to pursue. And that is a really good way for us to also, I guess, you know, gauge student interest and see whether or not Rocket is the appropriate choice for their journey, whether it be 
a career switch into software engineering or anything else. Just picking up from what Bharti was asking you there, Fung, if it's for somebody who has no concept at all, no understanding of what coding is, but want to get and try their hands on this one, like me, perhaps, is this something, <laughs> and plus, you know, I'm almost 50, is this something that will be... Stop being an ageist, Timothy. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, at, at this age, I know for a fact for me, I'm too lazy to learn a new skill, but sometimes I'm very interested. So yeah, It's got nothing to do with age. It's no, your personality. It, it's, Let's not be ageist against <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> but my question to you, Fung, is, is someone like us, you know, who are a little bit harder to teach at this point of our life, can we still learn this mm. and understand yeah. the concepts behind coding? The concepts are actually deceptively easy, I guess. It's, mm. just, it's pretty much just logic, but it's a way of thinking that really transforms people. So, in fact, if you're not sure, if you're not sure, you know, you have certain doubts, whether it be your age or whether it be your ability to learn, that's exactly what coding basics is there for you to do. Mm-hmm. It's to really gauge whether, hey, can I still pick up this new skill? Is this a skill I even want to do? Right. Um, and that's exactly what this is for. You know, of course, not everyone knows for sure. Sure away. That's a big jump. I want to do a six-month, uh, four-month full-time boot camp or a six-month part-time boot camp. You know, it's not an easy jump to make. So we do offer this introductory course just for people like this. You know, Fung, as we move forward, as technology takes over so many job functions and roles, of course, people have been told that you'll never be out of a job if you're willing to upskill and do higher level jobs that only humans can, even as AI and everything else move into the workplace and into various aspects of living and working as well. But at the end of the day, Obviously, people need to be encouraged to continue learning. Lifelong learning is a big thing here in Singapore, and the government supports it in various ways. But people might still be a little reluctant as we move forward or might still be intimidated. What's your advice to individuals who are in a place where they know they have no choice, but they're having trouble getting started? Take the leap first. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So that's my advice. Mm. It's a... There's no harm trying. You have nothing to lose. And actually, that's something we advocate a lot in our schools, too. You know, tech tech is such a big field. There's so many new things coming out. When students try new projects, we'll go for it. If you fail, you're in a safe environment. We're here to learn. And so you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I think I picked that one up in golf. Mm. (laughs) Since you're in the education space, let's talk about how education might evolve and make learning more inviting for individuals of all ages and from all sorts of industries as well. What trends do you see in education today that you think should be capitalized on in order to encourage lifelong learning? I think there's always this big thought before that um, the only way to break into an industry is to take those four-year, really long four-year degree course. And I think what we're doing now is really trying to flip that around and prove that, hey, something, you know, as I guess you can call it modern or however you want to see it, can the skills can be learned and applied. That being said, I we also, you know, we tell people and we advocate that going through these short courses are it's just a start. Mm. So it, it is, as you mentioned earlier, it, it, it really is a continuous learning. Mm-hmm. And this is something we're trying to, I guess, for people who've not been in education for quite a while in terms of going to college, maybe a few years ago, this is something we're trying to bring them back into that cycle of learning mm. and continue to develop themselves. And employers have to be willing to give such individuals a chance and not just hire people who've been through some four-year degree program in a particular field, right? Of course, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, Fung, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Fung Leung is the head of operations in Rocket Academy here on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. 
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.